grab your friends, it's time for MetaWatch, the world's first and only MetaBots podcast. My name is Mitch, I use he and pronouns, and I'm a big fan of this television program. Joining me as always is my good friend Colin. Uh, hi, my name's Colin, I use they, them pronouns, and I don't know what's real anymore. We've hey. recorded this intro like eight times now. <laughs> it's going to be very funny where in, in like three or four minutes I just stop talking for a second and you panic. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, well, we've we've uh, the curse is over. Uh, we lasted longer than any previous recording. Uh, hi, how you doing? You playing any more Metabots games lately? You know, you got anything going on? Uh... I paused on purpose there. Okay. Um... I, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm not playing any more Metabots games. I, um, I mean, I've tried here and there. I just, I'm not in the RPG mindset right now. And I, I need to find a Metabot fighter or Metabot uh, something a little more, a little more yeah, my speed. Yeah, yeah. Those Metabots uh, Game of Advance games, real fun. Not not as quick as I would like. Uh, I tried the Switch version, as in I tried to look into it, whether or not it has an English part of it. And I have found no record of any English on that game. Yeah, I remember um, after we talked about it last time that night, I, I once the, the rollover happened, I checked the store and no Metabots games on the Switch store. So I think we're just, you know, uh, unappreciated over here in the West for Metabots uh, localization. <laughs> well, I think that's a personal feeling on both of our parts. And we just got to get we got to get MetaWatch out there and then <laughs> and then we'll get the games. Right. That's how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely how it works. Yeah, uh, this entire, you know, trying to record nine times has uh, thrown me off, but we are watching um, Metabee versus Rakusho today. Yeah, finally. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, You hate to see lovers fight, but um, I, I guess it was about time. Yeah, it's it just turns out it's not a friends to lovers fic. It's a friends to enemies to lovers fic. Uh, it just it adds a little bit more slow burn in here. Uh, I mean, it does it does get pretty good towards the end. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a two-parter, too, so we, we get to savor this for, for an extra long amount of time. Uh, but without further ado, uh, we start off with some kids in the snow fleeing from rubber robos uh, who are uh, basically trying to like capture these kids, and uh, they're trying to get their, their Metabots medals to try and find some rare medals, and uh, their, their ploy is to uh, force them to exchange the medal for a kid's rubber robo uniform. That might actually work on me. Depends how easy getting medals is. Um, yeah, I guess it also depends on how readily available a rubber robo uniform is. Because I mean, it's it's you know shrink wrapped and everything. I'm sure you could go down to the uh, the Spirit Halloween grab one, especially now with everything half off. Probably. Uh, well, yeah, you got to understand uh, these kids are also wearing shorts in like several feet deep of snow, as we see. Um, now, shorts are comfy and easy to wear, but they're not yeah. very uh, thermally protective. So that's what builds character. Uh, well, uh, Rikusho steps in uh, to save the kids, kind of gets uh, throws a, a snowball at the rubber robos, gets their attention. Uh, they know Rikusho probably has a rare metal, so they figure this is their time. They start to squat up on him and immediately fall into um, uh, snowy pit traps that uh, Rikusho set up ahead of time. And Rikusho just kind of, you know, nonchalantly walks off after. Uh, so. There are two things to note here I, I want to point out. Uh, one one in the dub, um, the little less, or I'm sorry, in the sub, the little less interesting version, uh, Rukusho taunts them with, hey, don't wake up the insects that are sleeping, which, okay, <laughs> sure, he's a little bug boy. But in the dub, he goes, 
your cold-hearted cowards, to which Seaslug goes, cold-hearted? Maybe there's still a little bit of Dr. Tuna Head still within him. Because that's what he yeah. took offense to, is the cold-hearted. You know, he's he's still feeling, he's his heart burns with a fire for uh, Miss Caviar. And just, he doesn't, he hasn't recovered yet. Uh, he's, he, I, I too would be taken aback if someone uh, looked at, at my, my callous depression and thought it was simply being cold-hearted. <laughs> uh, probably the most complex character in the show. Definitely. Um, the, I mean, the, the two of them are right here. It's, uh, it's, it's Tuna Head and it's uh, uh, Rakushio. They're, they're I, the I don't ones. know. I don't know if Rakushio's necessarily complicated. I just think he doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> now, as someone who people have thought was smart because I didn't talk a lot for a while, um, uh, I think you just got like some sort of cool guy soundtrack playing in there. Maybe like some rustling leaves and some crickets or something. We talked earlier about uh, No Thoughts Head Empty. I mean, anything you say can sound cool if you don't say anything else. <laughs> that is the thing that we eternally learn, isn't it? Uh well, we immediately cut over to the Rubber Robo hideout where they're all they're all bundled up and sneezing, uh, and their leader through the TV is admonishing them for only catching a cold and not any rare metals, uh, and uh, you know uh, demands that they you know they try and say, oh, we got defeated by a powerful Metabot, uh, and when they describe uh, Rakusho, the leader immediately recognizes the, uh, you know this this rare limited edition. Uh, uh, metabot that they only made a few of and so he uh, immediately sets them into motion to uh, create a plan of treachery and destruction uh he says infinite treachery uh infinite treachery and monstrous power that's a yes. damn good line <laughs> yeah that's this, a good plan we have like a dozen really good lines in these two episodes not only did we get a huge budget boost for the animation in this episode but i think the writers worked a little harder yeah. Um I mean again this is oh god. Uh episodes 25 and 26. Actual, yeah, this is the actual kind of like uh a uh, season finale for season 1 probably. So yeah, it's probably probably a they're they're pulling out all the stops for this episode. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to get up to, but we immediately cut back to the snow where Metabee is uh, doing a three-on-one against the screws and beating the crap out of them. Um, he tells Cyan, Cyan Dog to bow ow, out, uh, which is not, not a bad pun. Uh, not his best, but I appreciate it. Uh, and then eventually just, you know, uh, we start with him shooting up, uh, oh god, uh, what's his name? Keith Turtle? Keith Turtle. Uh, it's Totorizer, <laughs> but Keith Turtle's the uh, only name he deserves. Yeah, just shoots the crap out of uh, Keith Turtle, uh, you know, uh, takes out Cyan Dog pretty quickly, and then uh, manages to dodge Pepper Cat's attack and uh, uh, get her in a position where she has to surrender. And uh, yeah, screws are beaten. Uh, they run off um, as, uh, you know, Metabee sees Rakusho. Uh, they also, you know, uh, Sam, uh, in, in her usual fashion, is just kind of like, ah, you know... You didn't lose, you didn't win. We won. I won't explain why, but uh, see ya. And uh, yeah, Metabee wants to immediately start fighting Rakusho for a little bit more of a challenge. Uh, but he is he gets turned down um, because uh, you know Rakusho doesn't see any reason to fight. You know, there's no reason to fight, so he doesn't want to. Um, we, the only difference we have in the sub and the dub is uh, the narrator pops up to explain that um, explain that the screws lost. 
So yeah, the narrator is pretty useless <laughs> nine ninety percent of the time. I can't think of a single thing the narrator has said that's been needed. <laughs> he explains one more thing later, but it. Why do we have a narrator? I was on his side when he was talking about how rich people suck and how sometimes kids are awful. I was on his side. And then now he just he just reiterates what's on the screen currently. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I mean, the problem always with the narrator is because he only shows up like once an episode, basically, there's really no there's no like formula or like rubric for what he should be saying or narrating. And uh, yeah, I don't think you really need him. Anything he could say could uh, a character could say pretty much every single time, uh, which is why they usually just give his lines to characters in the show, because they don't have a narrator in the dub. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, yeah. But we do see uh, best character in the show, Mr. Referee, just still hanging yeah. out, and both in the sub and the dub, the kids don't know why he's still there, and then he runs yeah. off embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, he does back Metabee up, though. Metabee's like, you should row battle for fun, and Mr. Metabee, uh, Mr. Mr. Metabee, Mr. Referee is like, yeah, it's it's good for your bones or whatever, uh, but they do just kind of, like, tell him to, like, stuff off old man, and he leaves uh, just in time for them to see that Karen is being chased by rubber robos. Yeah, um, uh. this entire... This entire thing with Karen confuses me. I'll get into it in a minute, but I, I'm very confused about the entire Karen plot line here. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems a little contrived, but uh, I, I guess it kind of pays off. Um, Karen is carrying around a box, um, and the uh, as the, the rubber robos are, are chasing her, they, they corner her, and she immediately asks them if they know if a doctor is in the area. Uh, because, uh, she's got to get whatever in this box to a doctor. Uh, the rubber robos, uh, for a minute are like, oh, well, I could take a look at it before realizing, no, we need you, they're trying to steal shit. So, uh, they demand that she hand the box over, um... Metabee and Icky uh, make it up onto this bridge, and the rubber robos immediately uh, scurry away. They scram. Um, and, uh, you know, before... Uh, Icky does a lot of kind of hitting on Karen this episode, and just, like, her not even hearing it. Which is, I don't know, it's whatever. Because um, uh, Karen immediately runs off to ask more people if they know what a doctor is in the area. Uh, and it's, it's, she's got some kind of creature in here, uh, that needs help. And, uh, Rakusho is apparently a doctor. Uh, he learned doctoring from, uh, Professor Hushi. And so he offers to take a look at the box. And inside is his old friend, uh, Baton the parrot. All right. Um, so, uh, in the dub, the, one of the goons says he was a, uh, he dressed as a doctor for Halloween, which, okay, kind of funny, sure. Uh, and the sub, yeah. he was an OBGYN before he became a Robo Robo, and I just that, really like that better. <laughs> yeah, that's a better joke. Uh, yeah, um, but probably the only taunt Metabee has ever said that landed fully for me was he goes, "Yeah, I gave those guys a dose of medication," and that, that's probably the only taunt he's ever given that hit. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Uh, he says. I have like twice in my notes. Why does Metabee have so many catchphrases and why are they all bad? But at least this one, <laughs> at least he tried to change it up and it worked. Oh man. Uh, but okay. But I'm yeah. going to get into it real quick. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Cause this is a recurring problem, but this is where it's the strongest. So, um, St. Nurse, the nasty, uh, Nutra nurse. Yeah. Karen's personal best friend and Metabot that she doesn't go anywhere without. Yeah. Uh, has magical healing powers that works on both animal yep. and robots. Yep. Okay. 
and yeah, um, all it things can that teleport are about neutrinos. Yeah, it can neutrinos can teleport to wherever Karen is at a moment's notice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. And all she's running around looking for yeah, looking for a doctor because a a bird in a box is slightly banged up. Yeah. Uh, neutrinos does not even appear in these two episodes. I don't think. Which is wild. <laughs> We're dealing with Karen and eventually her uncle. And why is Neutrinurse not here? I can only assume um, that in one of the one of the Japanese episodes that we've skipped to get here, uh, something happens to Neutrinurse, and Neutrinurse is not actually in play currently. Um, or we find out that Neutrinurse like went off to like medical school to get another degree or something. I don't know. I don't know why Neutrinurse is not here. It's very confusing. <laughs> uh, she's traveling with bots without borders. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, or this or is, this we is... find out she's actually evil in one of the Robo Robo gangs. Could she be the leader? I have a theory about who the leader is. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it once uh, the next time we see the leader. I got okay. an idea. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, we do kind of get the feeling we see some rubber robos hiding in the bushes and laughing and snickering about this. So this seems like it, it's some kind of ploy. Uh, but back at Icky's house, uh, Rakusho is telling everyone about this, uh, about his parrot friend. And uh, we we get the, it's apparently like uh, Alt was also one of the professor's uh, pets. We get this, uh, we get the Dr. Hushi flashback again. But this time, the parrot, the parrot who was there last time is here again, but is talking now, which yeah. definitely did not happen in the previous flashback. Yeah, I, I think this would have worked better in the, the sub when you had five or six episodes between the flashbacks. But we just saw this yeah. flashback half an hour ago, and it was very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, we find out that, you know, uh, uh, he thought that, uh, you know, uh, Baton had, uh, or Baton, I can, I, they pronounce his name incredibly weird in the dub, and I cannot uh, really put up my finger on how you're supposed to say it. But the parrot uh, was a s- presumed dead with uh, Dr. Hushi. Um, but uh, he finally wakes up uh, after Rakusho takes a look at him, and he tells, uh, he tells Rakusho, uh, he was right about the weather. Uh, oh no! Wait, he he asked Rakusho what the weather was like after the day after the fire, uh, and um, you know Rakusho can, uh, tells him like, "Oh, it's you know, uh, it rained just like you said it was." And uh, after agreeing that yes, he is always right about the weather, he dies. He just straight up fucking dies. Um, and everyone's the most very, very relatable sad. character. <laughs> Oh, man. And just when you think, like, wow, they really just killed this parrot on screen, uh, Icky's mom picks it up, opens it up, and says, oh, no, it's just out of batteries because it turns out that it's a fucking robot. <laughs> well, okay, first of all, she does, She picks it up by the leg and starts shaking it violently. Yeah, you know, like you do to a dead pet. <laughs> and then she reveals, oh, no, it's a robot. How, how yeah. did she know? Unless she's got a keen eye for robotics, such as some sort of phantom thief might. Like, how did she know from a glance this was a robot? Well, one, we do know that she is the Phantom Renegade, so understandable. Um, and then we can always we uh, we can always go back to the uh, um, uh, the the Esper theory that we're viewing most of this through the lens of Icky being a child. So of course, Icky can't tell the difference between a robot toy parrot and a real parrot, and also, of course, he would trust Rakusho a you know, wise metabot to think that Rakusho could actually perform first aid on this bird. And he just brings it home. And his mom is just immediately like, 
Yep, that's a that's a robotic toy parrot. <laughs> I mean, I remember. Uh, I I think it was the early '90s. It might have been the late '80s. Um, they had that little robot parrot on a perch that you'd press a button and it would re- play your voice back to you. Do you remember this? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never once confused that for a real parrot, and I was a pretty dumb young little boy. So um, <laughs> I either Icky's dumber than I am, or or Icky's mom is smarter than anyone could possibly be yeah i think i think it's safe to say that icky's mom is the smartest person in the show uh i think we can definitively say that all right um the other thing here is um mr narrator pops up uh and goes icky knew all along that was a robot bird and then i don't i don't i don't trust that That and then uh uh, karen starts crying he goes but he didn't say anything for karen's sake i'm like i mean i mean that's pretty shitty yeah, I don't. I don't like this interpretation. Fuck the narrator. Uh, <laughs> don't fuck the narrator. <laughs> Throw him in the garbage where he belongs. Um, so they do eventually get some new batteries into uh, um, uh, into to Baton, and uh, he wakes up for a, wakes up for a second. Uh, says the capital of the U, uh, of the U.S. is scissors. Never run with Washington. Two plus two equals coconut, and then dies again. Uh, Rikuchio thinks that, uh, you know, he's just too beat up, that his internal parts are too messed up. And so, uh, they've got to, they've got to do some more hardcore fixing. And, uh, Karen offers to take him to Dr. Aki's lab. Uh, he also exclaims at some point in time that he smells burnt toast. And I, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a little on the nose there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go to Dr. Aki's lab. Uh, he seems, I've always been suspicious of Aki and this episode proves I'm right. Uh, because he sees this poor, defenseless, possibly dead robot bird, and he immediately goes, yeah. oh, I want a hand in this. Oh, I want to do this myself. Rikushio's like, no, he's my friend. He's like, no, I mean, I'm kind of bummed I don't get a poke around inside this bird. Why doesn't he hang out and watch the procedure yeah. and, like, help? Why does it have to be only him? Come on, Aki. Yeah. Also, like, the thing that I understand, if Dr. Aki was, like, the the protege to, uh, um... Uh, uh, Professor Hushi, which we we know from previous episodes. Uh, how does he not know who Rakusho and Baton are? How how has he not met his his mentor's uh, personal metabot and a talking robot parrot? He presumably also created. Ah, that, that that does not make sense to me. So this is where the lore differs between the sub and the dub, and we'll get into this as soon as it pops up in the show. Um, but this is where that slight difference in wording pops up, and it changes okay. things. It also makes Aki still not really the good guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I think the reason that Aki doesn't stand around to a Apple show with, uh, you know, fixing this parrot is because he has to go out back where Henry is chopping wood, apparently, uh, and uh, tells him that they need to sneak around to get a look at this parrot at some point, which he could get a look at this parrot if he just helped Rikushio fix it. Yeah, if he bees, if he's a decent human being and helps someone in trouble, yeah, yeah. without making it all about um, him, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we see Rubber Robo pop up, and we see Henry just pick up a piece of wood and just chuck it and bean someone in the head. Henry's got an yeah. arm. Uh, yeah, it's probably from chasing away uh, shoplifters at the, the 7-Eleven. I don't know. I, I don't think Henry's too concerned about shoplifters. Yeah. Well, he could be he could be into baseball. Uh, we don't know. Uh, Henry might have a deep internal life that we just don't know about. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying, who needs a phantom thief if you have Henry around? <laughs> like, Henry, way better morally than the phantom thief. Uh, yeah. Nicer to children. Doesn't threaten them like the Phantom Thief does constantly. Um, he's got a great arm, can throw things. 
I mean, the Pampton Thief throws stuff all the time, but like he throws coins. Henry throws blocks of wood. Yeah. Well, I mean, to that point, uh, you know, uh, uh, Icky's mom is totally nice to children when she's not under the mask. So I think I think it's mostly the mean to children thing is just an act to throw people off the the scent trail. Um, okay, but how about this? Henry could have just thrown the axe he was holding at the rubber robos. <laughs> he instead decided the non-lethal option. Yeah, well, if we know anything, uh, that's that's part of probably the reason why Henry couldn't cut it, even as, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Aki's apprentice, is just he's, you know, he's not ready to make big moves like that. Uh, he, he's, he isn't as committed. He couldn't stick with the training. He can't kill a man in cold blood. Uh, uh, but yeah, um... So, uh, yeah, he, he runs off to go chase off the, uh, the rubber robos and, uh, Dr. Aki is left, um, you know, with the ax says the, you know, makes a comment about how the rubber robos are, are stalking around his property, watching him and says they must really have an ax to grind and then looks down at the ax and blushes. And I assume it's a different joke in Japanese because this doesn't make any fucking sense to me. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he really wants to grind upon the ax in a sexual manner. Uh, which yeah. which I'm not a huge fan of, but doesn't necessarily not fit the character. Um, <laughs> in the sub, he goes, uh, you know, I need a weapon or something. And then he goes, yeah, but not this. Okay. Which still is um, dumb, but it's not weirdly horny. Yeah. Um, we do cut to Henry on his motorbike, on his little moped, chasing after the rubber robos, um, who uh, head down an alley and immediately bowl over uh, Icky and Metabee. Uh, and just as they get back up, uh, Henry spins out and crashes into them uh, and is kind of like completely out of it. And she kind of tells Icky and Metabi to chase after the um, uh, the the rubber robos since he can't, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, really showing uh, Henry's lack of coordination. Clearly, he could not be the Phantom Thief. I mean, it also shows that Icky's always in the wrong place at the wrong time and causes everyone nothing but suffering. So, yeah. Uh, so, mean, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Shrimp Limps is uh, back at the at the hideout talking with the leader. Uh, they are just kind of uh, menacing over this psychological attack that they're going to uh, do to Rakusho uh, that's somehow tied up with his old parrot robot friend. Um, now, not a lot. Now, here. anything you have to This add? is where I get the idea, though. Okay. I figured out who the bad guy is. Who is it? It's the fucking cat. You know, the cat is always in VR. He's always got a little VR helmet on. He could be doing anything in there. So the the cat, uh, the cat's the only thing we really focus on. We we see the body of a human, but um, I'm I'm thinking that human's just a puppet. So people think a human's in charge. Now, so this cat really likes the bad guy of uh, the rubber robo. Really likes taunting and playing with their victims, much like a cat does. Their victim in this instance, a bird, a robot bird at that. Maybe it's a robot cat. Okay. I don't know. Don't have the information yet. Definitely. You know, it could Karen be a cyborg cat. Say, didn't Karen originally say that she thought that the bird got, you know, just attacked by a cat or something? Exactly. The leader did this with his own hands because who has who has the technical skill to put this um, put this into effect? Uh, but uh, the leader. So the leader had to do it himself. And if the cat did it and the leader had to do it, I mean, the cat's got to be the leader, right? Yeah, clearly. I mean, uh, the other option is he is wearing a white lab coat. He is probably uh, an, uh, another one of Dr. Hushi's uh, 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 attendant assistant protégés or something. But I guess we'll we will find that out at some point. <laughs> can't prove he didn't put his brain inside of a cat. You, you know, he uh, 
mad scientists be out here putting their brains in cats? I, I mean, it's possible. Like, this, this show is proven. That's on the table. I guess you'd have to put your, your brain into a coin and then put that coin in a cat. Is that how it would work? Uh, maybe maybe the cat's just, like, hypnotized with the VR headset and, like, I don't, I don't know. Hey, we're working on this. This is just the first episode. We're getting there. Yeah. We need more information about this cat. Anyways, uh, we're back to Rakusho and Karen. Um, they're talking about uh, Baton. Uh, Rakusho is, you know, wondering where he's been all of these years since the fire. Uh, uh, Baton, I guess, gets a power surge and uh, starts having, like, a, a waking nightmare, relive, reliving the fire. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, talks about how, like, he's, he's you know, kind of re-saying old things that he said uh you know about how uh, D- uh professor ushi's apprentice is is like came in and started the fire and then uh lets it slip it was dr aki who did it uh karen can't believe that her uncle is this evil um and then he walks in holding an axe uh rikushio immediately accuses him of killing professor uh Hushi. Uh, and makes a move to kill him, uh, but then the Phantom Renegade immediately appears and starts to duel him with a fire poker. I mean, it's very good, and and proves it couldn't be Henry. Yeah, Henry's on his moped. And if Henry, Moped-ing. if Henry did somehow manage to make it all the way back here and get changed into a Phantom Renegade outfit. And then begin to duel uh, uh, Rakusho. I, I think from that head injury, from that crash, he would not have the wherewithal to be able to like go toe to toe with one of the best metabots in the entire show. So far, yeah. <laughs> um, so they scattered some papers on the ground. Yes, and they immediately and... catch fire in the fireplace and start to burn the entire mansion down. <laughs> yeah, uh, really shitty mansion, dude. Yeah, get a better mansion. Um, also. This makes three very strong thematic fires that Rakusho's directly a part of. What if he killed his own professor and he just has this bad fake amnesia? Yeah. What if what if there's a, that's a, that's a second three straight fires or something and it takes over his personality and he what if he's the cat? <laughs> I mean, you do have those ears though. Yeah. But no, it, it's just the guy's got to get a handle of himself. Like he's even if he's not directly responsible for these fires. Okay, after the first big fire, I'm not saying he needs to go Batman and put out all fires. But, like, after the second fire that really affects him emotionally? Yeah. There's a point like, where it's no longer a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> and now he's got three fires? All right. All right, buddy. Like, maybe keep some sand on you. Yeah. Or, like, maybe when you start a fire, you don't run out of the room. Maybe you put the fire out. Yeah. You know, just thoughts. You you can keep the sword, but maybe swap the big punch arm for, like, a fire extinguisher or something. You know? Uh, yeah, he's a metabot. He can change his body. Yeah. Uh, at this point in time, he's less responsible than Icky and Metabee. Yeah. And that's awful. Uh, you know, it's only going to go downhill from here, too. Uh, Icky and Metabee do, they're, they're, like, still looking for the rubber robos, and they smell smoke and see a fire truck. Arika runs up to tell them that Dr. Aki's mansion is on fire. Um... They uh they get up to the line uh and uh, uh you know the firefighters won't let Karen through they say it's too dangerous um so Karen asks Icky and Metabi to stop Rakusho from killing her uncle and then they let the firefighters let Icky and Metabi through but then immediately stop Arika which doesn't make any sense like Arika does say like hey you like you have to let me through I'm pressed but they won't they they just won't let her but then why do they let Icky and Metabi through. Like, they have zero qualms about it. Is it just because Icky sucks and they want him to die in a fire? Uh, 
who knows? <laughs> no, no, it could just be misogyny. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I- Icky is a little boy. Um, and Metabi is a little boy robot, according yeah. to Tiki's mom. Uh, it also could be that uh, Arika didn't present her credentials. She's just claiming press. You do have to have a badge. Um, well, uh, it still begs the question of, uh, it's not like Icky, like, flashed his, like, kid cop, like, badge or anything. Like, you know, they just let him through. Like, ah, that's, that kid's got a robot. He'll be fine. Or he'll yeah. die. Whatever. Uh, that that's Mr. Reverie's problem. Like, Icky's the only one with a metabot here currently. Um... And as we know, uh, I guess Neutronurse is off, like, solving world hunger or something. Uh, and Arika does frequently leave brass with her metal inside of her. So I, I guess that makes sense. But, you know, whatever. Um, Rakusho is on the roof think, with everybody. And he's ready to just fucking murder Dr. Aki. Uh, Dr. Yeah, hold Aki, on. I, I, think, I think Arika leaves brass at home because brass could get hurt. And she doesn't want her friend to get hurt. That's true, yeah. Because when brass is around, brass is always... Hanging in the back, away from the action, with oh. a very long microphone boom arm to keep the distance. I know what it is. Uh, Brass is the production person in their journalism team. So Brass is the one doing like doing the 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 printing. Brass is the one editing videos and audio. She's at she's at home, you know, doing the production stuff right now. She's you know linked up to an Audacity oh. and a couple of you know she's she's filing cascading style sheets like that kind of stuff. All right, she's got Photoshop open. I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Dr. Eki swears he had nothing to do with Professor Hushi's death, uh, and Rakusha just won't accept it. Um, the Phantom Yeah, because that's what a murderer would say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, not a strong defense so far. We need some evidence. Uh, Phantom Renegade says that he'll have to take the uh, the metal out of Rakusha to stop him, um, which is about when Metabi and Icky climb onto the roof. Uh, Rikusho says he'll fight his way through them if, if they won't, uh, you know, get out of the way. And, uh, we hear an oof, oof, ouch, ouch, you know, hot, hot sounds as Mr. Referee climbs up on an old fashioned fireman's ladder in like an old, like Japanese fireman uniform with a flag. Uh, it's very good. Uh, yeah. we need Mr. Referee action figures. We do. The, the man <laughs> puts effort into his costumes. This one really shows like, we Forget need a, uh, 20 we different need a, meta B toys. I need Mr. Referee toys. We need a Mr. Referee Gachapon machine. A Mr. Referee calendar. <laughs> um, we got that Speedo for July. We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, God. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Referee okays the match, uh, despite the fact that Rakusho does not have a meta fighter, but because Mr. Referee has the, the authority of the international metabots competition community, he can simply declare the match legal, and so, yeah, he did. So, um, uh, Rakusho is kind of chumping it, chumping it out, though, uh, he is just, like, running straight at Metabi, and Metabi just keeps shooting him away. He, like, knees him in the head away a couple of times. Uh, you know, it's he's too blinded by rage to use any strategy. He just keeps, you know, charging into Metabi's attacks and getting beaten back, assuming that he'll just be able to, like, rush through him at some point. Um, yeah. And uh, we, Meta- get, we get two good lines from Metabi here. Uh, we get one in the, in the dub saying, if you let rage be your meta fighter, you'll only destroy yourself. Which is pretty good for the dub, by yeah, dub standards yeah. for Metabee. Yeah. Uh, and the sub, though, he goes, I'll break those chains holding you back. Like, that's a good line for Metabee. Oh, yeah. That's, ooh, there are some raw ones in this, let me tell you. Uh, but, yeah, eventually, um, you know, uh, Metabee thinks, like, like, it's just like, I, you know, it's, 
really torn up over the fact that Rakusho isn't even taking this fight seriously, or I guess too seriously even. Uh, he's overcome with emotion, and so Metabi just goes to end it, shoots him with his missiles, and, um, you know, we think Rakusho is defeated until he releases a giant column of light. Uh, and Aki okay. says... Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Yeah? Uh, so if you just shoot your um, best attack at your friend slash rival slash lover, would you then go, dude, I rock after you think he dies? You know, if, it, if I did it cool enough, I, I might. Yeah. Just like in that... that, that simple moment of clarity of firing a big missile at my friend yeah i would think damn that was hella cool before then immediately uh swerving into deep depression over killing my my friend slash enemy slash lover the post not clarity of dude i rock (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah post rocket clarity that's what i said (laughs) okay yeah okay yeah so rakusha does something cool yeah blah 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 yeah 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 uh, Dr. Aki says that uh, Rakusho has activated the Metaforce, um, which is a, a you know, a, a, a big, he basically he's glowing green and then he kind of just like does a, does a, a slash like wave attack with his sword that just completely destroys and wrecks Metabi, sends him flying, uh, metal pops out everything. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a win for Rakusho here. It's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, here's the thing. Before Rakusho can get his true revenge and murder Dr. Aki uh, in the heat of passion on top of this burning roof, uh, the rubber robos show up. And there is a, you know, the whole house shakes as the robo emperor uh, appears in silhouette. <laughs> uh, this we're It's fucking, oh. we're getting sick out here. Uh, so robo emperor is a phenomenal name. Yes. Um, Beastmaster in the sub, which I will only refer to it as Robo Emperor. Yes. Um. So the look of this guy is kind of like um like a wiry kind of what if you crossed a traditional like Asian dragon with Mewtwo uh, wearing armor. Um. I have it written down as he looks like if you crossed the Liger Zero Pan- a Panzer and Evangelion and a T Rex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're. I think we're on the same page. I'm just not as. Um, <laughs> weeby as you maybe yeah, you know uh um also we are officially this the next, is where oh hold real quick we are in the next episode now though we are in uh use the metaphors aka discovery of metaphors aka uh metaphors activate okay <laughs> so not that interesting yeah but uh so the this this robo emperor looks phenomenal yeah uh really cool looking metabot um it, it's the most digimon looking metabot i think yeah it's um there is a degree to which it's also kind of uh you know i i specifically bring up uh, uh zoids because yeah, it Eva. does have that that oh, kind of like yeah. military at like look to it as well like it's got that big multi-rocket mm-hmm. arm it's got a big laser cannon and it's got kind of like a fucking weird fucked up ava mouth like this this absolutely rules this is great oh yeah uh it's got the death beam uh, the death blaster and the death bomb. Yeah. So it it knows what it's about. Yeah. Um. But we're really seeing a, like this show's great for animation. This show is great for design. But like in this episode, like they've kicked it up another notch. And uh, yeah, I I have a note about it a bit later. But uh, that like lots of like a lot of parts of this episode have big like serial experiments lane vibes or like um like Ghost in the Shell the movie vibes to it. Just with, like, the oh. way that the color palette subtly changes in a lot of shots, and just, it's good. Oh, yeah, the the color in this episode is, like, 
the best it's been. And this is a show with some really good artistic chops behind it. Yeah. Like, so it, when we're going out going, this episode, well, these two episodes <laughs> are like phenomenal visually between this one and then the sound design and everything else from last episode. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> don't sleep on Metabots. Yeah. It's a real good show. Uh, also, the lore is hilarious because Dr. Aki goes, that's not the one that we sell in stores. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, uh, like I understand this is a prototype that they scaled down because it was too powerful. But the idea that you would like that this is like this design started with like, this will be a fun children's toy is like so incredibly insane to me. <laughs> uh, not in the sub, but uh I mean, I don't doubt it. Aki is a corrupt capitalist. Uh, the fact he would sell a war weapon to children is uh, not beyond him. So, I get it. Henry wouldn't sell it at his store, though. I bet you that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we get straight into it. Um, uh, you know, Rikusho says that he has no issue with the Robos and he doesn't want to fight them. Uh, but they do. Uh, and uh, Robo Wimper shoots him with a big laser. Um uh, Icky kind of uh, runs down to like get Metabee's medal and put it in his watch so he can make sure that he's okay. Uh, Metabee kind of like you know asks him to like you know say he literally says in the dub save my beautiful body. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Icky almost fucking eats it trying to grab uh, Metabee's body as a you know a stray missile blows the roof up from underneath him. He's sent, he's sent flying, but is uh, handily saved by the Phantom Renegade uh, flying by in a line. Uh, this is also when Mister Referee takes off with a cool jetpack to escape the uh, the house it begins, as it begins to collapse. <laughs> yeah, he just rocketeers away. Yeah, way to go. Um, I, I just this is we need that action figure. Yeah, it is a sick. It just give a us huge give us jetpack too. It is a sick looking jetpack. <laughs> give us like a Mister Referee style Barbie that has like all these accessories and outfits we have to buy separately. That's fine. I don't necessarily need. A different Mr. Referee for each outfit. You know, I'll just buy the accessories at home. You know, I mean, I'm okay with that. You know how, like, uh, like I guess with more contemporary, like, uh, action figures, like, they'll usually put them out in sets. So, like, you know, uh, you'll go and buy Iron Man, and it'll come with an extra thing. Like, like there's a line of, like, five of them. And so, like, Iron Man has, like, mm-hmm. Thanos' arm, and Thor has, like, Thanos' left leg, and, like, Black Widow has Thanos' chest, or whatever. I feel like you could do that, where, like, you know, you buy one Mr. Referee, and then every other Metabots toy comes with a different Mr. Referee outfit. I mean, I'd buy the whole line. Like, let's <laughs> do it. Metarot, where are you at? Yeah. Um, anyways, so Rikushio charges in to take care of Robo Emperor because he's got to do that to get him off his back so we can then go kill Dr. Aki. Uh, but his sword and uh, his punching arm immediately break on Robo Emperor's armor. Uh, and uh, Robo Emperor wraps him up in a bunch of uh, cable, quote unquote, tentacles of doom. Uh, which don't love to hear that. Uh, really, not, not because it's you know gross or anything, but it just rockets me back to you know 2004. Like I'm expecting like the Robo Emperor to have a spork attachment or something. Lol, that's so random. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. Uh, when you just sent Roar to me earlier, uh, double psychic damage on that one. Thank you very much for it. Um, uh, I do what I can. Yeah. Uh, we also see that, uh, you know, um, the, what, what's the, the lady ro- rubber robo's name again? Lady rubber robo. 
Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't name, I don't know names. Come on, <laughs> I, I only know Sea Slug because he's probably the best character in the show. Well, also because they say his, his name constantly, which we hear it again oh, yeah. because well, she fair. gets all heart eyed and says how cool Sea Slug is uh, as he is, you know, he goes, leading this assault. He's my anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, but in the dub, they go, ah, now he's a true antagonist, oh, which and, I like better. Um, eh, I could go either way. Um. We also see. The, I, I'm sorry. Antihero uh, always just puts me in a bad, bad mood. You, you um, are a DC Comics fan, so I understand that. Uh, <laughs> also, Marvel Comics fan. Yeah. <laughs> also, I watch a lot of cartoons. So yeah. anytime someone goes, "Oh, they're the antihero," I'm like, "You mean, mean the sad guy with the sword? I mean, <laughs> not necessarily antihero, but okay." Uh, but yeah, the uh, we also see that the the big rubber robo leader is watching from a cool like Dracula bat camera. Uh, love to see that. Uh, really, uh, I'm waiting on bated breath to see their full hideout because I'm sure it's going to be a straight up like skull castle or something. No, no, no. It's got to fly, right? <laughs> like it's got to be a UFO themed, right? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be Dracula UFOs because this is a straight up, I mean, this, this camera has oh, yeah, bat no. wings on it. <laughs> oh, it is a great design camera, but like the lightning bolts that it suck up the well, theoretically, would suck up the metals. We don't see them suck up anything because they never get rare metals. Yeah. But, like, that comes from the sky. So you got to think it's like a giant floating invisible... It could be a castle in the sky, maybe. Yeah. A floating castle. Yeah. Um, But, like, it's got to be in the sky, right? That'd be dope. We'll see. We'll find out. If he was up in the sky, it would make sense as to why he uses, uh, you know, CRT TVs to communicate. Because he can just brass it on broadwave radio. You know, simple stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyways, uh, they, you know, the, uh, Cecilia gives, uh, tells, uh, Robo Emperor to finish things off and he readies the annihilator later laser and just completely obliterates Rikusho, uh, busts him open his back pops open, but the metal won't pop out. So they've got to pick up the entire metabot, uh, and they begin to hoist him out on their, uh, via this little UFO thing that comes down. So yeah, it's, you know, we're getting, we're getting themes okay. here. <laughs> I do love this UFO theme because it looks like they get sucked up with the tractor beam. But as they zoom in real quick, you can see they're holding onto wire going up. So yeah, it's just like a spotlight and a couple wires yeah. going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just pretending it's like, that's really, that's a really good attention. Because if it was a, a tractor beam, I would just, all right, yeah, it's a tractor beam. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, we teleport metabots that, all the time. Why wouldn't there be tractor beams? But they're doing it on a budget. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's so good. It was unnecessary, and they still did it. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Icky grabs Dr. Aki by the collar and begins to grill him about rare metals and how Icky needs him to tell him what's going on right now. He needs this mystery solved to, to keep going, uh, which we cut to the uh, the Metabots Corporation headquarters, where Aki gives them a history lesson. Uh, Metabots were, in fact, invented by Professor uh, Hushi, but... Immediately after unveiling his Metabot theory and the initial technology, he retired. And uh, it was Aki and his other assistants that uh, uh, continued on making uh, Metabots and develop developing them into what they would become. Um, he would uh, okay. in the in the sub. The difference is here. So they said um, that uh, Hushi uh, made the discovery of metals. Now that discovery of metals is a big thing because it yes. could mean. That could mean that, you know, he discovered the idea behind metals and helped create them. Or it could mean he literally just found a bunch of metals. Like, there's some sort of alien artifact. Yeah, um, like a, a I'm leaning more towards... 
I'm leaning more towards the former because of the notes we saw earlier. Yeah. But like, who knows? But then he goes, uh, he stopped shortly after uh, publishing his um, Metabot theory. He stopped showing up. And that is when I started um, um, pushing through for the commercial practice or the commercial uh, part of this thing. So his boss stopped showing up and then he goes, well, I guess we can sell these as toys. But um, (laughs) he stopped showing up. Not he retired. It's he stopped showing up. Okay. He discovered metals. He stopped showing up. And Aki's like, I can make money off of this. Yeah. So Aki's still not the good guy here. I like on one hand, I can kind of understand it because you know you're you're a young intrepid scientist. Uh, your mentor just completely disappears on you without saying anything. And you know what? Do you, what do you have left to do? Well, I mean, we got to keep the lights on somehow. Who knows if the if the funding is going to dry up? And so you find a way to you know sell the thing that you're making. Okay. But also, Dr. Like, Aki is probably a murderer and a piece of shit, so I don't really care that much to defend him. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He never stated he went to go look for his mentor. That's or true. Or he tried to do anything about it. Just, he stopped showing up, so I started selling it. Yeah, presume. I mean, you know, I I guess we, we still don't know the full timeline, uh, but, you know... Um, I I guess Rakusho is like an early official metabot, so presumably, you know, it's not like D- Professor Hushi wasn't still going to the store to get groceries and you know picked a Rakusho up while he could. Uh, who knows? I we're getting so much lore, and that's just giving me more and more questions. Yeah, um, which is good lore. Yeah, uh, Doctor Eki does say that they would occasionally f- uh, develop. Uh, or find, I don't know what the, what the wording is in the Japanese, but they would occasionally find metals with, uh, unusual powers, which they dubbed the Metaphors. Um, we also see Metabi is hanging out in a Franken body right now while his original body is mm-hmm. being repaired. It's very funny. Um, and the Metaphors basically, it only works in a single burst. It uses up all of a, uh, a Metabot's power and then they're just kind of left without anything afterwards. So when, uh, Rakusho just completely lost to uh, 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 Robo Emperor. It's because he was basically drained of all of his energy, um, and uh, Arika immediately just starts busting Doctor Aki uh, because uh, you know uh, uh, Doctor Aki clearly killed Professor Hushi because he was because uh, Professor Hushi was opposed to the mass production of Metabots, uh, and Karen is also convinced that he's an evil mastermind as well. <laughs> okay, um, so Doctor Aki s- says no. And everyone believes him. <laughs> but, like, we still don't get any confirmation Dr. Aki didn't actually do the thing he's being blamed for. Yeah. The, the, like, the, yeah. <laughs> this episode's end, and he's like, well, because they're like, oh, you did all this. He goes, that's, you don't understand. Not, no, 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 no. I would never kill him. I, I love the man. He was like a father to me. It's like, you yeah. don't understand. You Let don't me understand. Explain. I simply stole all of his secrets and sold them to the Metabot Corporation to make piles and piles of money. I didn't kill him. <laughs> And I call myself the Metabot Professor and not, you know, Dr. Aki, the founder of Metabot Corporation, who learned from blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, there's no statue of Hushi in front of the, the corporation. There's no framed painting on the wall anywhere. This is a secret that he's hiding desperately. You know, uh, huh. This really is an Edison Tesla situation, which does make me uh, thankful that uh, 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 Baton the Parrot didn't have a much, much more unfortunate name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, we cut over to everybody's favorite character, Miss Caviar, who is the who has been repairing uh, 
baton, uh, getting them all fixed up. Um, and this is this is the specific shot that just like feels like a serial experiments lane shot to me. Just the the washed oh, yeah. out pastel color, like all of the the equipment, like everything, just um, you know, just feels like that. And uh, Miss Caviar has discovered that uh, Baton has been implanted with a fake memory chip, uh, which is the the entire reason that uh, they they the behind why they think that. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Aki killed Professor Hushi, and it's actually just memories implanted in that, and that's what's continually causing problems with Baton, is it's messing up its other memory circuits, which is keeping him from being active. It's uh, it's real good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aki get, then states... Once we hear this, we do get a throwaway line from Karen saying that she needs to call off the SWAT team from coming in, which is nice. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the sub, she talks about how Oh, so you probably didn't kill that man and throw his body into the ocean. And he goes, no, <laughs> which of course he didn't. He burnt him alive in his house. Yeah. Um, also, additional confirmation. Uh, when they bring up the rubber robos, uh, Miss Caviar uh, forlornly looks at her locket where she still has a picture of Tuna Head in it. Uh, like, yeah, this is the ongoing story. I needed it in this show. Like, I don't <laughs> care about anyone else's character arc. I cared about this. I've been waiting for it. Because, like, Arika's great, but, like, she doesn't have a character arc. You know? Brass is great, doesn't have a character arc. The Screws, they can't have a character arc. That would defeat their entire purpose. Yeah. Icky, I I don't care about his character arc from being a shitty kid to a slightly shitter kid with a cool robot. Yeah. Uh, Metabi, from being a shitty robot to a shitty robot who has a couple friends. Cool. Don't care about that. This love story, I am here for. (laughs) It's very good. Uh... Uh, but yeah, um, Dr. Aki volunteers to be the one to remove the false memory chip, uh, you know, saying he's, you know, he, he used to be a pretty good technician in his day and, uh, he's got steady hands. He can make sure that they remove it without, uh, completely destroying Baton's other memories. Um, and then makes a comment of if he, if he, uh, you know, if who he thinks put this chip in, uh, he's going to need all the skill he can to do this because it's, you know, apparently also, uh, an incredible technician, this this mystery person. Who I wonder who it could be. It was him. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know the 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 silhouette of the man next to the cat, who is the true leader, does kind of look like Doctor Aki. I mean, it, it's definitely an old man to be sure. But yeah. like, yeah, it, I matched up the chins. It does resemble Aki's chin. Uh, it's it's possible that he's yeah. uh, two timing. It could yeah. be Doctor Aki is the. Um, the robot clone of the tree evil mastermind or the robot clones, the evil one, or it's the cat. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know. We're, Uh, we're waiting on it. Anyways, we do see that, uh, phantom renegade has been tracking the rubber robo craft, uh, back to a quiet neighborhood where a house splits open, uh, uh, you know, up the center and they fly down into it and then it closes again. Uh, okay. I, I got to give it to the dub here. I laughed. (laughs) He goes, Oh, look, an open house. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> and the house is open. Like, that worked on me. Yeah. Uh, they, when you throw out 30 jokes a minute, one of them lands. Yeah. Listen, you know, we're, we're not at the, they've run, they've kind of run out of material, it seems, but uh, from the first couple of episodes where it was just always on point. But, uh, you know, it's, we get a good one every now and again still. It's fatigue is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but we do get uh, a shot of them crucifying Rakusho. Love to see that. Um, Thank you. Uh, I, I have in my notes, 
he looks crucified. Yeah. And like, I, I got a big thing here. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to say that in the show. Because <laughs> I, ha- I didn't spend enough time on it for deeper literary analysis. But like, it, he's crucified, right? Yeah, he's, he's being crucified. Uh, Recrucio is a Christ-like figure. Let's just, you know... <laughs> Uh, but Shrimplitz gets uh, all the credit for grabbing Rakushio, um, uh, you know, despite Sea uh, Slug slash Tuna Head, like, you know, claiming that, you know, he was doing all the work. But he gets out his meta bonker, which is what he calls the hammer, and uh, gives it a nice big old thwack on Rakushio, but the uh, the coin won't, won't come out. Uh, and, uh, the leader tells them, you know, you're just gonna take the whole ten pet apart. Just, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. Get to it. Um... But just as uh, they start to do this, uh, Phantom Renegade swoops in. Uh, the TV tries to attack him with robot arms. And uh, Phantom Renegade, you know, pulls the, the greatest uh, deceit of his entire career. He looks at them straight in the face, says, look, the Phantom Renegade. And when they turn to look, uh, he grabs a Crucio and runs into the sewer. <laughs> it's so good. It is so very good. Yeah. Because he pre- preempts it with going... Uh, I can't fool with people as smart and clever as you. <gasps> hey, look, <laughs> it's the preempting that the build up to the yeah. the falling for the dumbest trick in the book. Uh. Uh, we do cut back to the lab where Dr. Aki comments about how the reason that he's so good at this is because he plays lots of claw games. Um, and uh, Meta B gets a new body. You know, uh, Miss Caviar has fully repaired him and she tells him just, you know, make sure you don't get uh, get too messed up in a battle. <laughs> it's very good. I I. Miss Caviar is uh, she can do no wrong. Yeah, in my eyes, uh, I would love to see Miss Caviar and Neutroners team up. I'm sure they could solve if if they were put in a room together, there would be no problems in the show anymore. Oh man, I I wonder if Miss Caviar could make it. Now this is going into fan theory. <laughs> I wonder if Miss Caviar could just boost Neutroners' power just to have a, a constant wave of healing over an entire city. Would that be bad? Or would that be good? I don't know. Um, who knows? I'm sure it needs more testing. Uh, and really, it seems like the, the Megabots Corporation is much more intent on making giant super weapons for the, uh, for the military. I don't know if they really care about making people immortal, so, um, Hey, hey, also giant super weapons for children. Yeah. <laughs> this is a libertarian dystopia, so, yeah. go on. Uh, oh man, um... Uh, meanwhile, in the su- uh, sewer, uh, Phantom Renegade is carrying around uh, Rakusho. Uh, there is a, you know, a, a joke of, like, Rakusho makes a joke about Phantom Renegade grabbing his ass, I guess. Uh, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes, I'm trying to give you a hand. He goes, I can see that. Mind give me a hand somewhere else, maybe above the waist? This is why the masked Renegade, I'm sorry, this masked Degenerate, cannot be henry henry is respectful and good and kind and this masked menace is out here fondling metabots are you saying that uh icky's mom has a metabot finish i mean or i'm it, not not saying it we also know uh icky's mom can't see the difference between little boys and little robot boys so okay she just okay we're going a little Rikusho, far recruit a big sexy man to her of course she's gonna get a handful <laughs> he he is very old <laughs> theoretically yeah um but yeah uh phantom renegade kind of grills rikusho and why he stopped being a pacifist um which uh you know uh rikusho kind of is just like you know 
I, I I had to throw it away once I found somebody. I found out who killed uh, Professor Hushi. Like, you know, it, it's this is a totally legitimate thing. Like, you know, being a pacifist is easy until you're faced with like injustice and people committing violence, and then you know, sometimes you got to do stuff about it. <laughs> See, I read it because uh, that's that's viable. Okay, sure. But I, I, I saw it more as, well, I was a pacifist until it affected me, and then I just changed my <laughs> values. Yeah, you which, know, that too. Which, so, you know, I, I was a pacifist till I realized, you know, I couldn't fight injustice being a pacifist. Yeah. You know, hey, I get it. Or I was a pacifist until I got mad, and then I just started punching people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard to tell which is which here. And the, the sub did not clear it up any easier. It was essentially the same language. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they immediately, uh, very quickly find themselves cornered by the Rubber Robos and Robo Emperor in the sewers, however. Um, and uh, we cut up top to Meta B leading Icky around the city looking for uh, Rikusho. Uh, when Meta B reveals that, no, he has no idea where they're going. He's just trying to cover as much of the city as, as he possibly can. And we are once again introduced to the one of the show's best characters, Mitch, who is here in our time of need. It's the Phantom Renegade. No, it's the chicken seller. <laughs> I don't know who's I, here. <laughs> I, I thought you would cut out again for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I uh, I don't have the chicken seller down in my notes because the chicken seller was pretty dumb this time around. Yeah, in the mean, he does... in the dub he in the dub he has that one bit at the end where he he goes, well, you might as well just look over there and points, and then there's an explosion. Yeah, but everything before then sucks, and in yeah. the sub he sucks. So I just. Let's. Just, I was just moving past them. Yeah, it seems like you know before they would usually do some punch up and do and try and do an actual joke with the chicken seller, and it seems like now they're just using straight up the the bit that the the Japanese track uses, uh, which yeah. it seems like that that's the bit that the chicken seller does every single time because I guess they just love this fucking joke of. Uh, you know, being like, oh, perhaps what you're looking for is right under your nose. And, you know, Icky says, a booger? And he says, no, a chicken, you idiot, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's not great. Sad, sad to see no. chicken sellers here and we don't get a good joke out of it, except for pointing randomly, and then we see an explosion. Uh, uh, and we cut down to the sewers, where Sea Slug has commanded the Robo-Emperor to leave nothing but the Tin Pet. Uh, and Metabi does a flying kick entrance, uh... And, uh, you know, um, uh, let's, uh, let's Rikusho know he's here to save him because he doesn't want the rubber, rubber, uh, the rubber robo gang to beat him before he can. It's very touching. (laughs) I I mean, this is where the to lovers part really starts to happen. Yeah. Um, Metabi kind of like, you know, gets the command from Mickey to, to stay, stay limber, you know, do some maneuvers, but, uh, Metabi still gets caught up in the tentacles of doom XD spork rar. Um, Arika tells Rikusho that Metabi is fighting for him because they're in love. Uh, and hey, uh, yeah. Hey, Colin. Yeah. Uh, did you know Rar means I love you in dinosaur? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> if only we had a dinosaur type Metabot here to convey these, uh, deep, deep, uh, um, uh, you know, emotional, uh, bits. <laughs> I mean, the dinosaur type robots got those tentacles of doom. Oh God. Also, uh, Baton is finally healed. He flies down. He tells Rikusho that Aki didn't start the fire. The rubber robos did, <laughs> uh, which is a wild re- revelation to me personally, that we are now inserting uh, the rubber robos back here. <laughs> it's not in the sub. They, he doesn't. He just says Aki didn't do it. Now, I listened to this part multiple times because I've listened parts before multiple times to listen for a voice. Yeah. And I was wrong. 
or I wasn't as right as I possibly could have been. Let's say that. Uh, yeah. This is a different voice. It is? <laughs> this, this is 100%. He doesn't have the, the accent as strong, and the, the voice is a little different. Now, you know, as someone who does a little voice work for RPGs, you don't always nail it 100% every time. Yeah. But, but Aki was the person who messed with this bird. Aki was the one who was claimed to have started the fire. Now, the bird shows up with a different voice and different memories after Aki worked on him. Well, I don't know. He does have a he did have a rubber robo chip inside of him. And uh, we do get a close up of, uh, you know, Karen hands Rakusha the chip. And it does say robo in big red letters on it. <laughs> no, OK. He does have a chip that says robo on it. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> but, you know, you know, everything else yeah. is still true. Yeah. Aki worked on him. His voice is different. And his voice in the flashback was the same as the voice we heard after the flashback. Oh yeah, I was about to say the like the chip could have altered his voice, but you're right. The the voice was was the same as his chip voice in the flashback. So yeah, you might be onto something. Uh, we should not tr- trust Doctor Aki. I mean, at the very least, he's a capitalist who took over his mentor's inventions and passed them off as his own. Yeah. So we shouldn't trust him anyway. <laughs> Best case scenario, he's a criminal. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he's a murderer and a criminal. Um. Uh, Rikusha does crush the chip in his hands, though, like Card Crusher. It's very nice. Uh, and, uh, you know, Baton, you know, like, it's just like, hey, listen, if you can't believe in your friends, who can you believe? Uh, which sounds like <laughs> something Dr. Aki would program him to say to get get everybody off the case. <laughs> his friend is the one who told him Dr. Aki did it. Yeah. Hey, I was wrong before, but I'm right now. That's not a convincing argument from a bird. <laughs> Anyways, we cut over to Metavi, who is getting the shit kicked in by Robo Emperor, because Robo Emperor is just a, a big time baddie. Uh, Metavi has already uh, lost 100% of his legs. Um, and uh, we cut back over to Rakusho, and he asks uh, Baton what the uh, forecast is for tomorrow. And Baton's like, oh, it'll be sunny, sunny all day. And then uh, uh, Rikusho delivers the rawest line in these two episodes. He says, good, because tonight you can expect a hail of cold steel. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the dude goes hard. He, he, only has, he only has one or two thoughts in his head at a time. And a lot of those are just, what am I going to say next? Yeah. <laughs> I got to make it sound as cool and mysterious as possible. Yeah. Uh, Rikushio does ask Icky for a weapon, and uh, Icky transfers over the fox arm to him, which is has big has two swords on it. You know, matches what he's used to. Uh, Rikushio, Except, oh yeah. So I yeah, it, he gets two sword arms, but they are swords on the opposite arm. <laughs> so it is true. Yeah, I, I mean, that's not Icky's fault, and it's not Rikushio's fault, but it's not necessarily quite as helpful as you would think. Yeah, because um, he's like, hey, you're a right-handed sword wielder. Here's a left-handed sword. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> He'll make two. He he seems to be fine because he does uh, immediately come in and cut a missile in half to save Meta So there is that. That is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, uh, Rikusho is immediately once again caught up and grappled by the tentacle legs, though. Uh, uh, Meta takes the, the kind of arm laser full onto the chest uh, and is about to basically he's lost... Uh, Almost every single part, his head is the only thing left, and it's down to 95% uh, damage. Uh, it's got very little health left, and uh, the the Robo-Emperor begins to ready the Annihilator again. Uh, when Metabee wakes up from his almost death and activates his rare metal, 
and, you know, is wreathed in green light, gets a little eye flash, like a, like a Gundam activation, and you just get this zoom in on him and just hear him say, dude, I rock, which is kind of corny. I yeah. don't, it's, it doesn't really work yeah. for me. <laughs> I hate that's his catchphrase. Yeah. I, I would... I would much rather him say, let's get metaphysical or any of his other dumb meta B jokes. Yeah. Like it's not even a, really a pun or anything, which is what I, I you know, I, even if he yeah. said, let me, let, let me meta B bop him, I would prefer that. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's not like rock is necessarily related to Beatles. So yeah. it's not like a, a Beatle joke. Yeah. It, it's just, Hey, I'm cool. And then he shoots a guy like, that's not, that's not cool. <laughs> But yeah, once again, the Robo Emperor is a charge in my annihilator uh, because he is eternally <laughs> stuck in the year 2005. Um, this is the worst episode we've ever done. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, Medivy gets ready to charge up his super laser and says, uh, it's time to kiss your bot goodbye. Not the punch up, not strong in this episode. Very not good. Um, that would have been better instead of like, dude, I rock. Just yeah. him glow, he, him go super saiyan and they go, time to kiss your bot goodbye. Even yeah. that would have been better. Uh, he does get to super Hadouken him though, which is great. Uh, and yeah, uh, completely fair. like goes through uh, the the uh, Robo Emperor's Annihilator beam and just wrecks him. Just blows him up. It's great. It's good. Um, the Rubber Robos do manage to snag uh, Robo Emperor's medal as they escape, and uh, Icky catches Metabee just in time to see the back of Metabee pop open. And we see his larval metal transform into a horned dynastid metal. It metamorphed. This is fucking sick and insane and crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Um, because presumably the gold changed shape because Metabee shot a gun real good. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Uh, going back seven seconds here. That metal that fell out of the Robo Emperor. Oh, yeah. I missed it completely. What was it? It was blank. Oh. It, it had the gem. It had the gem on one side but nothing around that gem like we see and the back of it is also blank well there's nothing on oh yeah that's that has some really cool implications i mean they did say it was a prototype it's just got a completely blank metal that's that's crazy that's wild yeah but it's got that that gem that we primarily only seen on rare metals which you would think would be a good hint hey i have a rare metal you can tell because it's got a it's bedazzled but like like it's got that gem, but it's blank. Like I'm gonna, I'm keeping my eye on these metals to see if there's anything cool about them. Yeah. And this is the first one that I'm like, I'm gonna have to watch for this specific thing popping up again. Yeah. Is that a knockoff metal then? Or are they, is it like a custom made Robo Robo metal? Is it? I don't know. Is it perhaps uh, an egg shaped like a hexagon metal, and it just hasn't hatched yet? I mean, I, at this point in time, like. Anything goes. Yeah. Is it a ghost metal? And it's just an invisible ghost? Uh, anyways, we do cut to the Rubber Robo HQ, uh, where the leader is not even upset that they lost, because now he he sees, sees Metabee has this amazing... Uh, you know, rare metal power and is like already has a new creation ready to go uh, to, to try and take him on, which presumably uh, we will see next season. Uh, I... Okay, to be fair, hey, yeah, we didn't get this one rare marital we were going after, but, like, this idiot kid and his idiot metabot that we can find at any point in time, they got a rare metal. <laughs> like, I, presumably, it's going to be easier to steal from Metabee than it would be from uh, Rakusho. Yeah. So, so. I, I'm, I side with the boss on this one. 
Good job. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, he didn't it's lose good anything to at all. See management be smart and respect the the work of their uh, their underlings. So yeah, I agree. Okay, he he is mad at Sea Slug, so that that's not great. He keeps yeah. turning him into a teddy bear for some reason. <laughs> um, they don't mention they don't say it at all in the sub that he's turning to a teddy bear. They just he's just a bear after he makes a pun. He just turns into a bear. So I don't know what's happening. I am scared. I don't know what's happening. It's it's more that lol so random humor that we love so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I guess our final scene is um, uh, Rikusho is getting ready to head out uh, with Baton to uh, go on a quest to find Professor Hushi. Uh, Karen has given him a new cape. It's made of silk. Uh, she gives him the full rundown on how to take care of it, you know. Uh, uh, hand wash only, uh, uh, air dry, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, as he gets ready to leave to go seek out his old master, he does turn to Medibi and says, I will return someday, and I expect a row battle. It's good. Um, Rokusho looks like Piccolo here. Yeah. He's got, he's got the same white cloak, and he wears it the same way, and he's got those big old shoulder pads. So that's all I could think about. Yeah. All right, well, Rokusho is, you know, truly Icky's real dad. I mean, until Rikusho kidnaps Icky to train him on top of a mountain uh, while his real dad is um, dead in space. I can't remember uh, until that <laughs> happens. Yeah. I don't remember why Goku was a bad dad at that point in time. I just remember he was a bad dad. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Rikusho's Piccolo with a sword, which I'm I'm here for. Yeah. I'm down. And he, now he's got a pirate parrot. So, like, that's that's cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's the episode. We we leave off um, learning quite a bit about the like the lore, um, but it didn't. We still didn't get Aki saying he didn't kill his boss uh, in the sub, at least. And uh, the dub, we hear the Robo Robos did it. Yeah. But, um, at least they started the fire, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean he's dead. So that's why they're leaving. Okay, sure. Um, it, it makes sense. Rikusho thought the parrot was dead. The parrot was alive. Unless the rubber robos kidnapped the parrot and implanted a fake chip and waited so many years. This timeline is really becoming the problem here. Yeah. Well, we have nine episodes left in season one to solve these mysteries. So uh, I'm sure we'll get there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we? It's not like they have more seasons after that. Oh, uh, yeah. You like... know. Well, I mean, if if we're, you know, even beyond then, we only have a, like one more season with Icky and Metabee. So, I mean, there's, uh, you know, a limited number of episodes that it, that it could possibly take place in. <laughs> there's 52 episodes in this show. Yeah. So we're, only, we're, only another we're on 30, 26. Yeah, yeah. Only another 30 some that could possibly have uh, implications as to what what is going on here. <laughs> Unless they just completely drop everything and focus on a new storyline when it shows up. Eh, who knows? We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> but, yeah, what kind of TV show would do that, right? Um, well, uh, so what's going to happen is uh, we're like, you know, normally it would be like 12 episodes from now. But three episodes from now, we're going to get another flashback to Professor Hushi. And we're going to find out that he had a third robot pet that we didn't know before. And we, if you go back to that first episode, you do see like him in the corner or something, but now he's got a voice actor. <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> his third pet was a cat the whole time. It was on his lap. You just weren't looking. It's possible. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm still, I'm still upset about the fact that there's been three fires now. Yeah. It would probably be less weird if they weren't literally all back to back for no reason. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we had two of those fires were in one episode, which I understand. 
And then this one is the next episode, and it also has a fire in it. Yeah. Which is, uh, Rokusho says, uh, how dare you reopen the wound I just closed? Which is a good line. <laughs> but uh, I think he was talking about Dr. Uh, talking about Hushi, and not the fact that he keeps being in buildings that catch on fire. Uh, you know, uh, we said this uh, earlier. I've got to correct us on something. Uh, so I Dream of Hushi was only episode 23. Uh, so there's... Mm-hmm. You know, we're only missing one episode between it and uh, uh, Metabee versus Rakusho. So, no, we still would have had this whiplash of, like, wow, we're, we're going back to fires again immediately. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, which is why I keep saying, I don't think Rakusho's cool. I just think he's a one-note one note guy here. Yeah. He, he's got nothing else going on. He's like, oh, I don't talk a lot, and I have fire around me all the time. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. That reminds me. Um... Nothing interesting. Okay, I was just checking the the wiki. We can cut that out. Okay. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it, though. Um, Mitch, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, If they have to, I'm at BigBadBeetleBoy on Twitter. I I also do our MetaRotch, for the most part, um, which I've slightly branched out from GIFs, if you've checked their call. Um, I did the first non-GIF uh, Metarach. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You did do the first non... Uh, you know, possibly the first non-Metabot-related tweet on Metarach, but I do appreciate it. Uh, it, it it's Metawatch-related. <laughs> God. Uh, um, um, you can find me at Pagetish, uh P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H, um... And uh, you can also find me on the other show that I've been co-hosting, uh, Wow Cool Robot. Uh, we are getting very close to the end of Zeta Gundam. I want to say we've got uh, about hmm, uh, when this will be going up. Uh, I think we'll have two more episodes of the show proper and then a wrap up after that. Um, I will I will keep that in mind in case uh, just as a reminder to go submit questions to that. But I mean, you know. You'll hear that from Wow Cool Robot if you're already listening to that. But if you also, if you specifically want to ask me Metabots questions on a Gundam podcast, I guess that's how you would do it. Uh, who knows? Um, I mean, what are Gundams but uh, worse Metabots, really? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Like, they're not as bad as our outro. 